Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense. Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from to and everything in between. I'm Tiernan and well, dear listeners and also elk listeners and also antelope listeners. A question has arrived this week that needs to be addressed. No, wait, sorry, it was addressed to me. So I think maybe it needs to be discussed. Except, wait, it's only me here at CC4KHQ, so I don't really know how I can discuss unless... Oh, hang on, hang on. Linda! Linda, are you around to discuss things today? Hmm... No, just me then. So I I can't discuss this. But what I can do is read it out and hopefully give some sort of answer. So it is time once again for... I'm going to read your emails, reviews and letters too. No snails, I said letters, not lettuce. Please don't eat, they aren't your food. No snail, I definitely said letters. Do they even look like a lettuce? They aren't even green. Please snails, go away from the letters. You're the most annoying snails I've ever seen. Snails. Snails. And now into the mailbag. Ugh, those snails. Anyway, this letter is from longtime listener Beatrix, who says, Hi! My nickname is now Beanut Butter, because some people call me B, pronounced like B. Um, well, uh, Beanut Butter, that is a very good name. I find it quite odd we don't call Honey Beanut Butter, as that would be a much better name for it. I also wanted to give you a stink box to keep stinky hippos in. Thank you so much. Uh, That is a really useful gift. Now I just need another 450 boxes to fit all the other hippos in. Uh, It's not fair to squish them in too much. Otherwise, all the smell gets a bit too much, even for them. Um, And then she says, I also have a joke. What do you call a hippo mixed with a moose? A hippopotamus. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I love it. That is brilliant. Would it be more or less stinky? Than a stinky hippo. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Um, But right, now, here is the very important bit of uh, Beanut Butter's letter. I have one more question. And I know I have been listening to the podcast for a very long time. And what I listen to it on doesn't have all the episodes and I forgot. Anyway, why can't 100-year-olds listen to the podcast? My great-grandma is 100 and she loves funny podcasts. I wish she could listen. Bye! That is... A very good question, B. Just why is it that 100-year-olds aren't allowed to listen to this show, and yet 99-year-olds are, and even 101-year-olds or anyone older? Um, I know I say it every week on the show. I know I say that it is a rule of this show. But do you know, 
it's been so long since I made that rule that I too have completely forgotten. So for the sake of your great grandma, who's clearly great because it's in her name, I thought I would go back through all the old Radio Nonsense official records. Let me just get uh, some of the dust off. (sighs) Ah, yes. Once upon a time, a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. It was on a cold but warm night afternoon when, as coincidences do happen, a potato disguised as a lemon, three stinky hippos, and Linda, having never met each other before, all happened to pass each other on a muddy path in Nonsenseville. On seeing each other, the shock of encountering other such silly creations caused all five of them to slippeth in the muddeth and promptly fall into a very stinky pit and thusly and twastly become stuck. It was then that another passerby, one tinan of comedy club ye kids, did smell a smell emanating from this pitteth. On peering insideth, he declareth, these be the perfect ingredients to make a podcast, and so it was then that Radio of Nonsense did become so. Sorry, this is a very long book. I do wonder when it gets to the bit about 100-year-olds. Let me just skip a few more pages. And thusly the dog did grow a giant moustache and fly over all of the towneth, shouting, Keep away from my hummus, and the crowd did applaud. Mm, that, that page was weird. Let me try another one. Pigeon, 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 nostril. Nope, uh, not that one. Oh, uh, maybe this one. It was then that Tiernan of Comedy Club Ye Kids did tell the listeners that should they have questions they did also need answering, then they should be asking their ancient groggy curmudgeons, sorry, grown-ups, to help send ye email to podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. But also, should they wish to send in a Christmas-related question for the Christmas special, then they shall do so before the 15th of December time. If the very same grown-ups wish to help Radio Nonsense be in existence, then they can sign us ye up to the advert-free Linda edition, which be like this version, but with no Linda, nay, nor adverts. And one day earlier shall it come out than most. It is for two ninety-nine of many currencies. They can be doing that via Apple Podcasts, Acast Plus, or the Patreoneth. And perhaps it was said you should also check ComedyClubForKids.co.uk for shows that happen live, and you can get tickets for you can. And also ComedyClubForKids.store, where they lurk garments for wear-a-thing-inging-er-a-thing. Ah, still nothing about 100-year-olds being banned, though. I will keep searching, and while I do, you all listen to this most important bit. Well, unless you're 100, that is, because you're still banned until I say otherwise. <clears throat> Medieval knights in these manuscripts are fighting snakes. I am joined today by the amazing Katie Wilkins, a.k.a. Katie Katie, who needs all her food to be slightly grapey, a.k.a. Lieutenant Cattles Wilkston of the One Shoe Size Two Small Brigade, and as all our Latin-speaking listeners know, you Avici Hayek non sicut Arvax. But of course, Katie, you are most famous for inventing food for toddlers that looks like it's already been dropped on the floor to save time, for your worldly research trying to find the world's most average marmot, and most famously for your charitable efforts to free potted plants and release them back into the wild. Um, Katie, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Um, 
thank you for getting my full introduction in because a lot of people leave off the plant stuff and um, that is some of my most um, important work. I Well, I, I think so, but it's, it's quite controversial. Isn't it? I understand that some people have been quite angry that you free these potted plants. They say I wanted my living room to look nice and you threw my plant into the forest. They, they get quite upset about it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think some people just aren't ready uh, to hear the truth about what they're doing with these plants. And, you know, I think slowly, slowly we are making the change. And um, sometimes when I steal plants now, people do thank me afterwards and say that I was right. That's nice. That's really nice. They understood that actually their plant is happier yeah. in, in the wilderness. Yes. Yeah. Not being looked after at all. Just taking its chances. That's what the plant wanted. Yeah. Can I, um, this might be a bit of a sensitive question, so I'm sorry uh, if it is. How, how do you feel about, some people have accused you of not caring which plants go where. And, and there, I know there was some upset when you threw a lot of cacti into into a sort of large playing field yes i should have known that this would come up i really would like to put this this whole controversy to rest now i think that the trouble is there's the pro pot plant lobby have got involved now and unfortunately they have launched a campaign uh to try to discredit me and unfortunately, they've been getting quite a lot of traction just because it is very easy to get videos of people crying after I've been round. Um, and obviously right, that never right. looks good. Uh, so that's been quite challenging. And I think the thing is with the cacti, um, you know, mistakes m- were made, uh, but ultimately... It was only a few thousand cacti. So on the grand scheme of things, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Also, um, you know, I'm going to go out there and say a lot of our listeners are our children. Some of them are 4,000 year old wizards. I mean, it's a long, it's a long, complicated uh, listenership. Sure, sure. Some of our listeners are children. And, and and they will know that when you play on playing fields, they get cuts and scrapes in you. They get cuts from just falling sure. over their own feet and, and faces and landing on their bums and, you know, and, and stones and gravel and, I don't know, misplaced snails. So <laughs> a few extra scrapes from landing in, a, you know, several thousand cacti yeah. or whatever cactus is, isn't, isn't going to be Yeah, that's that's right? part of a normal childhood, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Didn't, um, did you as a kid, I, I remember as a kid in the playground having to pull cactus needles out of my knees. Yeah, I think um, I think in the olden days there really were a lot more cacti everywhere. And I think we've probably forgotten, um, you know, because everything's sort of health and safety now and they got rid of all the cacti. But actually, I think some of the happiest days of my childhood were sort of rolling around in pain, wondering why there were so many cacti and trying to get them all off me again. Yeah, yeah, I that's it's a good point, isn't it? I remember that when when they sort of say, "Oh, it's break time," and you think, "Oh, oh no, I've only just pulled out four thousand cacti pines from my arm. I can't, I can't do this again." And and how kids would kick a football and it would immediately pop. Yeah, on, on all the cacti, it was awful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the amount of times I've been shouted at for breaking a football—that's what childhood's all about. It is absolutely all about that, and you know, and I like that you're going 
You're taking us back there. You're throwing the the the. It is is it is cat. It's not cactuses. Is 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 it? Is cact is cacti? Like they've got one eye. Yes. Um. Absolutely. It's cacti, and no one needs to Google that. They just need to take our word for it. Yeah. I don't. I sometimes aren't sure. Because is it like an oct? It's not octopuses. It's oct. It's got octopi, isn't it? Like they've got it. Like I, I can't remember when you put the eye instead of the scissors. I think um, a good rule of thumb is if you fancy adding an eye, just add one. Right, right. So you could say like fish eye. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. I, that's that's. I prefer that. I like the eye because it's more because I like like sheep and sheeps. I mean, people say sheeps isn't a word, but it sounds like a word to me because I've said it, and that means yeah, I can say it as a word. But sheep eye definitely sounds like a word. Yeah, and it sounds like it would be like maybe those sheep are on quite an exciting film on a spaceship, and and I want to hear more about the sheep eye. You know, it's glamorous now. Oh yeah. Yeah, are you so do you feel like the eye makes it almost like they're they're like some sort of technological like advanced sheep? Yeah. I think it feels like we're suddenly we're in a futuristic film. There are some sheep eye on a spaceship and maybe they're going to be starting a farm on the moon. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't written the film. Are you, are you thinking about it because this I would watch this. I am now, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sheep on sheep on the moon. Um, I uh, uh, again, I I feel like I'm asking you very controversial questions. I'm so sorry, Katie. This wasn't my plan, but it, you know, it sort of naturally comes with with the conversation. I think. Yeah. My worry is I don't know if you've ever thought about um, like counted sheep to go to sleep, but sometimes people think about sheep like jumping over a, a fence yes. or something when they're counting them. And on the moon, if they jumped over the fence, they would just fly like they jump so high. Yes. They may not come back. Yes. So then you would be shouting how many sheep have floated away into space. Um, So what you'd probably have to do is have a big net um, just in case. I mean, probably you could give the sheep anti-gravity boots. Um, No, wait, gravity boots. Gravity boots. They've already got anti-gravity. They need So if you give the sheep uh, little steel boots um, and then they can still jump over the fence, but they won't float away. But if any of the sheep lose a shoe for whatever reason uh, and they start floating away, I think you could probably have, if you just had like maybe a net kind of hovering above them and then you could start counting nets if you wanted as well. That's amazing. I mean, if anything, it sounds more relaxing to me. Sort yeah. Of floating sheep and thinking about it. There's something quite soporific yeah. about floating sheep being caught by nets. There is. It's really nice. Uh, I I suppose. I, I don't, are you aware of little little Bo Peep? Are you aware of her? Do you know of her works? I I am familiar with some of her works. Yes. Yeah, she would have a much harder time finding those sheep if they were lost in the vast yes um, sort of vastness of space. Yes, little Bo Peep has lost her sheep, and now she needs a spaceship to find them. Yeah. 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 But she must travel to the ends of the universe and back, finding these sheep. It feels like a very dramatic. There's your sci-fi. Yeah, I think she's the heroine of the sci-fi, and the sheep have scattered far and wide because she failed to attach the gravity boots adequately, which is a rookie mistake actually. And as a space shepherd, Mm. she should have realised. But you know, 
that's uh, we've all got to start somewhere. Uh, so then she has to. Um, it's kind of like a um, a mission to find the sheep. What's that? Uh, like a t- like it's kind of like a Ulysses or a, you know, it's yes. a kind of quest. It's a quest story uh, to find all of the sheep and bring them back. I think it sounds incredibly exciting. Actually, I w- I would watch that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and and I I think it's sort of. Um, there, there are quite a lot of famous sci-fi programs where they travel the galaxy in search for something or other. Yeah. And actually, sheep feels a lot, a lot more interesting to search for than sometimes they search for I don't know, truth or civilizations or something that sounds. And you think, ah, oh, why? Like, yeah. Boring. I, I'm not invested in a civilization. I only actually care about sheep. Yeah, exactly. And like, do civilizations? make you jumpers i don't know actually do, do i mean they might do i mean a very small part of the civilization probably is engaged in making jumpers but yeah, that's true yeah i mean nothing like compared to the amount of jumpers that the sheeps are uh providing there's just no jeopardy mm. if it's a civilization but with a sheep you've got a lot resting on it that's true that's true and it could be they get anywhere as well like you've really got to look for them so yeah it's I've, this has blockbuster written all over it, and uh, you know, and I hope, I, I hope this, I hope you are, you know, planning to to maybe get started on this. Yeah. At some point in the future. I think I'm gonna as soon as we finish here, I'm gonna start jotting this down, um, mm. and registering um, a new domain name, Sheepi. I love it. It's fantastic. Any uh, thoughts for who who you'd have in the cast? Is there anybody you'd like to see play the, these roles? I think for the um the casting I might um I might start off asking the I might talk to Wallace and Gromit's people. Oh yeah. Um yeah. and just check if they're interested. Um but if not then I might uh probably try and make an inflatable sheep uh to play the sheep. Because uh, I think you know that will really keep costs down because I think films can get very expensive. That's true. That's true. Uh, you've really thought this through, actually. I'm, I'm very, I'm very impressed. Have you, have you got much of, um, much experience in film, in filmmaking? I know, I know. Obviously, I, I, I would look through all your history to write about your accolades. I know a lot of what you've been up to, but I yeah. didn't see anything in there about about filmmaking. But it seems you know quite a lot. Well, yes, I've dabbled. So um, you touched on, you know, the issues I've had with shoes being too small. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did make a short film to promote awareness about that. Right. Um, and it did very well at some festivals, actually. Um, I think one review said, this is the most amazing 10 minutes I've ever seen watching somebody trying to get their shoes off. Um, which I was very flattered by, actually. <laughs> yeah, that is that is an incredible review. That is an incredible yeah. review. Yeah, yeah. And and so your film just focused on one one particular person who was. Struggling. Yes, I I felt like to really get the message across, I needed to choose something to focus on, and I think you know a film of me sort of you know crying and then trying to get my shoes off and then crying and saying this really hurts and then you know eventually kind of getting a ruler to try and kind of wedge down the heel and and you know I just think it really uh encapsulated the struggle and I I mean ironically I didn't even know it was being filmed but I do still think it made a great film I it sounds incredible I and that 
and and I, and I I applaud that you used a ruler as well because I think um uh, again maybe I'm going a bit out there here but shoehorns are the worst instrument and I have tried to play one many times yeah. and not only does it not help my shoes it doesn't take my shoes off but it also doesn't yeah. make a noise yeah so rulers clearly are a better a better thing to use yeah rulers for the win um i did eventually have to uh use some scissors to slightly widen the shoe um and that was when i really uh that was a turning point in the struggle and then i managed to really uh get some purchase and and get those shoes i really don't know how i got them on in the first place to be honest what what size what size were they were they like just one size smaller or, or several or so I thought that they were only one size too small, which would have been annoying. Uh, yeah. But it turns out that they were actually six sizes too small and I just didn't wow. notice. <laughs> wow. That's that's I I think it's very confusing that children's feet sizes are the same numbers as adult feet sizes. Yeah. But they don't say so my my daughter is a size eight children's shoe. But I am yeah. a size like eight and a half, nine adult shoe. But yes. nowhere on her shoes or my shoes does it say adult or child. It just says size eight, yes. size nine. It's... So how do I know which one I'm yes. meant to put on? It's very confusing. And actually, that was one of the things I did want to try and highlight uh, with the video, with the, the short film, uh, was that that is actually one of the things that really needs to change. Because, mm. you know, if I'm being tricked and confused by that, Probably everybody is. I think I think you're right. I think everybody is. And I think that's why you see a lot of people walking around looking very uncomfortable. Yes. Um, and I mean, sometimes they're looking uncomfortable because I'm grabbing their pot plants. But sometimes yeah. I think it is the shoes. Yeah, that is that is true. And sometimes it's because the they're having to walk through a field of, of, of cactuses. Yeah. Cactuses. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's yeah. other reasons. But, but, I, but I don't think we can rule out shoes for sure. No, well, you can, but you can, you can get your foot out with a rule, with a ruler. Hey, you, you can rule, rule yourself out of shoes. Is that how yes. it works? Yes, yes, um, it is. And actually, that that's that's a very uh, successful slogan. Um, which, as a side hustle, I have been selling rulers. Wow, are they shatterproof? Um. Now, I couldn't get the rights for shatterproof ones, so they are just explosion-proof. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. So they're not, they're not likely to... That is always my fear, is that you don't get the shatterproof rulers and the next thing you know, they, they've shattered. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky one. It is. It's very tricky. Well, listen, Katie, I, I appreciate you. you're very busy and you've got so much going on. I, I appreciate that you've had time to come on come on Radio Nonsense. Um, I have got, uh, well, I say a question. It's actually several questions that I okay. I know that you're the person that can answer them. I, I know that. I think you are the expert that we need uh, to answer them. Um, but before I ask you them, uh, I do have some admin questions. How, how do you feel about admin? Um, you know, admin... Um, it depends what mood I'm in. It's sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's a necessary evil. Uh, sometimes it's what you do instead of getting on with the work that you should be doing. Right. And sometimes it's the thing you never do because actually it's just kind of more fun to watch telly, isn't it? Yeah. Are you? Should we just watch telly instead of do these ads? I, mean, I am a big fan of watching telly. I mean, maybe maybe if we do five minutes of admin and then five minutes of telly. Sure, that'd be fine. Yeah, that'd be. I think the listeners actually. Do you know what? Because a lot of people come on the show and they just talk, 
and and yeah. and they use their expertise and they talk and I wonder if actually what the listeners really want to hear is two people watching telly and not talking yeah. at all. And probably we'd yeah. have to watch two different telly. We're not in the same place right now, so we'd have to yeah. watch. And that, that, if anything, would be even better because one of us would be going, what? And the other one would be laughing because we're watching yeah. such different shows. <laughs> that could be quite an audio experience. Maybe this is the... It's, there's, um, the there's a, a TV show uh, for, for listeners who who aren't in the UK, there is a TV show called Gogglebox and you watch yeah. people watching telly and then sometimes, I mean, I don't know if they ever had people watching people watching telly, watching people watching telly, watching people watching telly. Like, I don't know when I it ends. Know. It could that, go on forever. See, first of all, that needs to be a show. Yeah. Um, goggle, goggle, then, goggle, box, box. Box, yeah. box, goggle, goggle, box. And then second of all, the spin-off show will be this show that we're going to make with just the audio of two different yes. people watching two different shows and maybe occasionally <laughs> shouting to each other, shut up, I can't hear my show. <laughs> that's, that's, that is engaging. And I, yeah, again, you need to, can you write that down next to Sheep Eye? Because yeah, I think that's going to be the next big thing. we got to pitch this. Yeah, it's really exciting. Well, listen, let's try and, maybe we'll try and race through the admin so we can make sure there's TV time. <laughs> we can before. experiment with <laughs> yeah, our we'll new see. show. We'll see how it works. And, well, I, and I, I hope this admin isn't evil and I hope we're not doing it to, to delay getting to the real work, which is, of course, the question. So, But, we'll, but okay. I think it's necessary. Maybe it's a necessary evil. Oh, this is confusing. Okay, well, well, listen. I'll, I'll try the first one. The first one is is simply that, that Katie. I'm, I'm sure you're aware, but this is an audio podcast. Most yeah. of our listeners do hear it with their ears, but some may listen with their bums, their elbows, their knees. We don't. Sure. We don't discriminate. However, they want to listen. No. That's fine. Um, and I just wondered if you had a favourite noise that you could either make for us or, at the very least, tell us about. Yes, I do. It's I. I do have a favourite noise, um, and. It's, I mean, I I don't know how to describe it. So I think I'll just make it for you and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you be the judge. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, it, it means different things to different people. So I, I'm not quite sure how you're going to react. Um, but here goes. Wow. That was amazing. It was sort of, that was interesting because it's sort of a laugh. But it also mm. sounds a bit like a machine kind of getting started. Yes, yes. Um, with, I think, maybe flashes of scary ghost. Yes, yeah. Is it a ghost ghost machine having a, like, watching some great telly? Or is it is it like, is it a ghost in a machine? Is it a ghost it inside is... a telly watching it from the other side? Like, how's it, what, what do you feel it is? So it's kind of, I like to think of it as a sort of... Um, a haunted sheep robot laughing. Mm. That's really spot on. That's really good. And is that? Can I ask how you did? Did you discover this noise by accident? Is it something you heard? You know, in in real life, and and you 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 tried to to imitate. Have you have you heard a, a haunted ghost sheep? What was it? A haunted ghost sh- robot. A, a haunted yeah, a haunted ghost robot sheep laughing. Have you have you seen? Have you? seen that before is that a a zoo or something we can no i i think um you know necessity is the mother of invention Mm. and i think what the world needs is a haunted robotic sheep laughing um Mm. 
I just think, you know, like no one's done that before. We've got sheep. We've even got sheep eye, probably. Uh, we've probably even got robot sheep somewhere. But are they haunted and are they laughing in a slightly weird way? No. So I'm the no. first to do that. I love it. And I, I'm i going to go out there and I'm going to say, I don't know if you've... Well, in fact, I'm certain you will have had to go to petting zoos before, which are mm-hmm. a lie. They're not a zoo. They're a far, They're just a farm. Yeah. But because they they've put the word petting, then they have to not. They don't have to put a zebra in there. I don't understand how it works. But often yeah. they're quite boring, and it's just not. <laughs> there's no sheep. It's just sheep. Maybe a goat. Maybe yeah. a chicken, which you can't pet because so yeah. like you can't even. And there's a pig, and they won't let you pet the. Like anyway, it's really annoying. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if there was a haunted robot ghost sheep, like laughing yeah. as you arrived, yes. instantly that's a better experience. Right. This is what all the petting zoos need. I mean, I'm going to make a fortune if I can find a way to harness uh, this brilliant noise uh, that I've invented. Um, but yeah, because those, you know, there's too there's too much rip off. Uh, those, you know, those chickens and sheep and goats are laughing at us. They're raking it in mm. and they're not even laughing in a haunted way. No. I, do you, I mean, I'm just sort of thinking about the mechanics of this and probably real mechanics. You've got to... You've either got to make a robot sheep or you've got to make a sheep part robot and then you've got to let it die and then mm. it's got to also get haunted itself, perhaps by some other ghost, and then yeah. it's got to find something funny. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, you're right. You're right, actually. It is It is complicated. Um, but, you know, all the, uh, all the best things in life are mm. actually quite difficult to do. Um, especially it seems everything I've ever tried to do Uh, so I definitely think um, if anyone knows how to partly build it then let it die and then um, let it come back and be scary but still find something funny um, if anyone can do that it's going to be me I, I, I believe in you and I think you're right you know all these you hear about these chefs that have added a little bit of this and a little bit of that and made this incredible yeah. creation and, and what you're doing is basically the same only it creates yeah. something slightly terrifying but hilarious and weird yeah yeah. yeah this is a bit harder than um, you yeah. know covering everything in ketchup thank you very yes. much I, I agree I agree and I hope you weren't thinking that I, that's what I was suggesting I, 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 I mean I do think were you to then cover the sheep in ketchup that would also be amazing <laughs> But that's yes. maybe uh, a special event. I think maybe for Halloween, because that would probably... It's already quite a spooky thing. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe for Halloween, we dress the um, the, the spooky laughing robot sheep up even more. Because, um, you know, some, some of the smaller children might find it a bit scary. Um, that's true. But, that's you know, true. we could we could say it's ketchup like what are you worried about because um i think it's important to sort of you know be mean to children if if they're uh if they're not yeah. doing exactly what you want to do whenever you decide i think it's important to sort of you know yell at them a bit um, i, I, even, I agree even... I, I was going to say though <laughs> by putting ketchup on it they'll just want to eat it. they anything with ketchup on is then suddenly that's food, true we are gonna have a lot of energetic five-year-olds running on and licking it oh, that's no, true that's, that's a nightmare scenario yeah and they might get electrocuted right probably something well, to we'll, think through yeah so um, yeah i'll have to i might have to adapt this slightly um maybe if i put um 
if I put loads of salt in the ketchup, it won't taste very nice, and then they won't want oh, to lick it. Idea. That's a good idea. And the first child that will lick it will get electrocuted, but at the same time, will go, "Ugh, it's too salty," and then none of the other kids will. Yes, so we'll we'll you. we'll lose one, but um, that's but right, the rest yeah. will be all right. Yeah, that's fair. That's this is a very sensible plan. This is, I'm glad I'm glad you've worked <laughs> that through. Actually, and I look forward to attending this petting zoo at some point yeah. and seeing that haunted robot ghost sheep laughing um thank you thank you i noise. appreciate that well no well, thank you I, I we've never had a noise like that on this show before and, I, and I, i'm you know i'm very excited for, for the listeners to hear it it's, it's very exciting um well that was one bit of admin i'm afraid there's still one more bit have, have we cut into telly time now or is this okay do you know what i think um i think actually this this admin is um it's it's been very productive actually. Okay. Oh, so I think good. um I think it's I think we can it's quite fun as well because um there's something about covering everything in ketchup that makes me feel happy. Oh good, good. Well in which case, well let's let's uh the next question if you need to, it can be covered in ketchup, I think. I think, I hope. Okay. Um good. But- I was simply going to say that this show is uh, it's suitable for people of all ages. In fact, any age you can imagine. I don't know if you're able to imagine an age. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. 99? Yeah, absolutely 99. Not 100, long story. But every other age except mm-hmm. 100 is this show is even minus ages uh even imaginary ages even sort of bronze ages it's fine it's fine not 100 excellent again really not allowed um but because of that i just wanted to check if there are any rude words that you won't be saying on this show to make sure it stays family friendly yes you will never catch me saying flirpy burp on this show <laughs> um i uh you certainly you certainly won't be hearing that that again um wow. because you know that is the very rude noise that happens when somebody does a burp and a fart at the same time <laughs> is that what it's called a, fl- a flirpy burp yes um and it's it's almost impossible which is why it's such a, a rare swear word it's it is a it's very hard to do and it is one of those things where I agree and I'm very glad you wouldn't say flirty burp on the show because I, I would worry what would happen to us as a result of it I think we'd get a lot of complaints we'd probably yes. get shut down uh, as a podcast however there is a part of me that thinks being able to do a fart and a burp at the same time is almost a talent <laughs> <laughs> well yes I mean I th- there is actually a whole underground scene where people do do this as a performance piece <laughs> right is there right so yes people sort of gather in groups and they all yeah right and they have to it's all very cloak and dagger and um they have to they invite people to the show and then they have to burn the invitation like it's mission impossible um and they have to keep moving location because the police are trying to shut them down because it's so rude wow have you am i allowed to ask have you been to one of these events well, okay, you get you're gonna get the exclusive scoop now. Yes, I have. Wow. And what was what would you say the highlight was? Is there a kind of final act who does a really large fart and a really large burp at the same time or do they burp yes. the alphabet or I mean it's do? actually incredible. What these people do is like a Cirque du Soleil. It's actually uh, right. it it actually is incredible. they've trained for years actually. It's it's actually it's kind of sad that it's so frowned upon hmm. because it is so incredibly rude. Um, but they do, they do, um, there's some that do a dance and then kind of punctuate it with the, uh, 
you know, the uh, little flirty burp. And then um, there are some that is almost like an operatic, because um, you know how when people burp the alphabet, mm. It's that, but like both ends, you know, it's... Uh, wow, they can fart the alphabet at the same time as burping the alphabet. Burping the alphabet. I don't know, I don't know how that they do it. That is remarkable. That is remarkable. Well, I mean, obviously you wouldn't... Ca- I wouldn't go to a flirty burp event because it's too rude, but I, I kind of... I wish I could go to a flirty burp event. Yeah. It is something to behold, but terribly rude. It's awfully rude, but but fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Wow. Well, well, thank you. I mean, you know, we definitely won't say it on this show. Thank you for not saying Flirpy Burp. I definitely wouldn't dare say Flirpy Burp on this show. Um, so no. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, right. Um, Katie, listen, I, I'm, I wonder if we need to save watching Tony till the end because we have got three questions. Is that OK if we sort of launch into them? Yes. I'm not going to make you miss your favourite programmes. No, I um, I... Uh... Because what what I'll do is I'll I'll watch my favourite programmes um, instead of um, tidying my bedroom, so it's it's gonna be fine. Wow, wow. yeah, and you're such a brave. I have to say, you're one of the bravest people that we've ever spoken to on this podcast. I think I, I it is it is inspiring talking to someone like you who who can do such things. And I hope a lot of the listeners will think and maybe feel empowered to watch television instead of tidy their rooms after yes. hearing you. Um, yes. Wow! You, wow! You do. I've, you. I've never had anyone make that statement before. It's really blown my mind. Um, well, l- listen. Um, we've got we've got these questions. These questions will be sent in by Cat, uh, who to give their full name, they've put Cat, Cat emoji upside down smiley face. I don't know if that's their surname. I don't know if I don't know if that's or if that's all part of the first name, or it's like an honorary. I don't know if it's like the kind of honors or de- degrees that they've. They, they just really like cats. Yeah, also possible. But then but they've got cats. the cat and then they've got the upside down smiley face after the cat. So do oh. they so they like cats so much it turns them upside down? Or or do they like cats oh. when they're upside down? It's, Are they in lot. Australia? Oh Are they an Australian cat. Yeah, because it says it says they it says that they're in they're from the United Kingdom. It doesn't specify oh, okay, where, yeah. so they probably roam. But you the cat might be in Australia. Maybe the cat's Australian. That's why it's upside down. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, well, that's a very good point. There's a, it's, yeah, well, that's fascinating, fascinating. So, cat who likes upside likes Australian cats. Or it could just be a cat that always likes to be upside down. Also true. Yeah, so they do. They like to do anything that's awkward. So <laughs> I can see that being being the case. Um, well, well, Kat's asked three questions, which is I, I should say, Kat, that's a lot. What are you doing? But <laughs> um, I think if we if we answer them quickly, then it should be okay. These are big questions, though, so yeah. we'll see how we fare. So, oh, would, you, would you like them one at a time? Would you like them all said at once, really fast? Would you like them? Uh, said backwards would you like them said in an annoying high-pitched voice how what's your preference to, to deal with these um one at a time but after after you finish the question you have to go beep to okay. show that that's the end of the first question <laughs> okay that's perfect um in which case <clears throat> why don't sheep shrink in the rain beep excellent question i think that beep's really working Thanks. Uh, thanks. So it's good punctuation. Um, I heard a rumour 
that the reason that sheep don't drink in the rain is because a wizard put a spell on them and uh, created this um, sort of anti-shrink grass that they're always eating and that that's wow. why. So it's it's the food. So, the, the, I mean, firstly, well done, that wizard. That must have been a nightmare before. I'm guessing there was a period where that hadn't happened and all these sheep were getting super tiny. All these sheep? I don't yeah. know what sheep are. These sheep were getting super <laughs> tiny. The sheep were also causing chaos. And yeah. the wizard went sort this out. Yeah. I think at some point this wizard was a hero to his people because, mm. you know, he saved all the sheep. It was much easier. Before yeah. they even got into space, you know, we've got the sheep have had a, a whole history going on here. Um, yeah. But um, they, yeah, he uh, he did them a solid and he stopped them shrinking with his spell. That's amazing. But but now it is obviously it's the food is the grass that they eat. So it's not them. It's the grass that they eat that is shrinking. So if you were to give a sheep crisps instead of grass, would they would they shrink? Yes, and that is why you should never give a sheep crisps because right. they'll just immediately shrink. That's, I mean, that's that's great advice. I think that's great advice. Would you give a haunted robot ghost sheep that's laughing crisps? Now that is an excellent question. Um, I think it might. You know, if I if I'm going to go for it with this, I think probably. I'll give them uh, what I'd have to do. If I'm going to give them crisps, what I'm going to need is another food that will make them big again, like in Alice in Wonderland. I'm oh, going to need, we're gonna, it's going to be like an eat me and a drink me kind of uh, situation here. That's great. And also because haunted robot ghost sheep, but tiny, laughing, adorable. <laughs> yes. Like really cute. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Even covered in ketchup even covered in ketchup that is lovely um well I mean, you, you i have to say um katie you answered that one really like that was quick and i feel that like is concise i i sort of there's probably other questions i you know there's a bit of me would like to know what happened to all the millions of tiny sheep before this wizard appeared but i i'm i i mean cat hasn't asked that question cat has just asked why don't they why don't they that's true yeah you know um so yeah you... so I think I think you get, are, you, are you happy to move on, or is there is there more that we need to know? Um, I'm happy to move on, and we can always circle back. That's great. I like it. That's great. And 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 frankly, I think sometimes it's better. You, you don't want to. She's only interested in the not shrinking in the rain bit. She may already yeah. know the history before that. She may be missing the last page of the history book about she. That's right. So, That's yeah. right. And if she wants to know more, come right back again, cat, and explain to us why your cat is upside down. Yes, absolutely brilliant point. Um, we'll, we'll, um, we'll go to number two then, which, and I'm going to read this as it was written. We can discuss afterwards if it, if may, it, what she meant by it. But um, why are pops brown even when you eat food that is yellow? Beep. Excellent beep. Thank you very much. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you now? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Mm. Do you think she had meant to write poop? I. I think so. I don't think she means dads or or no. when balloons burst. No. I don't think so. But she No. Might. That's not something I've noticed being dominantly brown. Uh when balloons burst. No. Because no, no. I've seen a red balloon burst. Yeah. What about when bubbles burst? I haven't seen a red bubble. No. Have you? What about um, uh, like like some cereals are pops? 
That's true. She could be talking about Cocoa Pops. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, could, I th- yeah. But, but the Cocoa Pops aren't affected by... when If you eat food that's yellow, you can still eat Cocoa Pops. You can have banana with Cocoa Pops and like no one... No, that's true. And even if we were measuring sound, is it? It's, it goes from blue to red, doesn't it? With the the sound stuff. Oh wow! So it's still not brown. I no. can't remember. It's gamma wave, whatever the wave is, it's like I, the Nino sound of a thing. I I have no. I didn't know sound had. I didn't know sound had colours. That's really that's confused me. Something like if it's coming from far away, it's red, and then when it's going away, it's blue. Or it might be the other way around. But it's like that Nino sound of like One of them's red and one of them's blue. Right, right. Is that does that depend on if it's from a police car or from a fire engine? I think so. Right. This is. I mean, this is very. I. I. I am wondering. I mean, I'm going to go out on 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 a limb here, possibly a, mm-hmm. a leg limb or or an arm limb, and <laughs> I wonder if cat meant meant poops, but maybe she calls them pops because they're sort of poops that just pop out. Or. Or even maybe she means farts. Oh, a farts brown? That's worrying. I think that's a yeah. fart that's gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure your, your fart pop should be brown. No. Mm. And if she is talking about poop, um, mm. a fun experiment to do is um, if you eat enough blue icing, your poop will go green. Whoa. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's very yeah. cool. Yeah. It, it, there's lots of things that can make it change. Like beetroot can make it like go all red. Yeah. 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 But, but the reason... The, yeah. Go on. No, no, no. I was gonna, no, because I was going to say, because she asked if when you eat food that's yellow, what what is it that makes it still brown? Well, so the thing is, it's the now. This is very scientific, so I hope um, that your listeners can keep up with this. Um, but basically, it's exactly like paint. If you mix all the paint colours together, you get brown. Um, right. And that's what your tummy is just like a giant uh, paint dish mm. with somebody mixing all the colours together, and that's science. That's right. Should I? I just wonder if I should put in a disclaimer to listeners that you shouldn't poop onto kind of um painting canvases because that's disgusting yes it's probably worth saying it's always it's always worth mm. reiterating that yeah yeah i think just just to make sure that no one sends in their pictures they've made i don't want to see that's disgusting don't do that that's horrid yeah yeah, yeah not no, again no not again no no absolutely not again um well, okay, sure. That was a horrid question. Uh, thanks for that, Kat. Um, well, last one then. Um, okay. And this is again. It's it's a very thoughtful question. Um, <clears throat> why do knits live in hair? Boop. Thank you. Um, that is uh, a great question, and I do know it's very lucky actually because not everybody does know this, but I know this. Mm. Um, what happened was uh, the knits were late to the meeting where all the animals were deciding on habitats and where they were going to oh. live. And so by the time they arrived, there was only two options left. Uh, one was hair 
and the other one was toenails and so they chose hair <laughs> wow did did anyone have to go for toenail was it was there like a last in line or yeah there's um a, a little fungi uh that that uh, lives on some toenails that's horrible poor that poor them where yeah. did they want to live I think they wanted to live on the beach actually it's a sad story that's really heartbreaking really heartbreaking yeah. actually and there's no sort of house swap schemes or, or like can they do they go to any holiday homes or anything you know no i think um every hundred years there's a new meeting and all the right. animals have to meet up and you know state their case and say look this toenail's not working for me or look, this rabbit hole is cold. I would like to change, please. And everyone can plead their case. Um, but unfortunately, every time this meeting has occurred, the nits have been late again. So it's really their fault. They need to, they need to sort of get themselves sorted. It's their own timekeeping that's, that's uh, holding them back. Is, uh, you know, I don't. I don't want to sort of blame society for the, for their timekeeping issues. But is the problem when you're living in hair? It's quite hard to mm. get out of the hair unless someone uses a very fine comb to get you out of that hair. Yes, um, and actually, you have touched on uh, what some of the nits are saying uh, that it's really unfair because you know lots of the other animals, you know, can just swim to the meeting. Uh, but they are stuck in uh, in the hair, which, as you say, does take longer to get out of. So they're sort of saying, you know, they've been set up to fail. They've not been set up for a win. And it's actually a bit of a conspiracy because, uh, you know, somebody wants to keep them in that hair. That's very sad. Would you suggest that Kat, if she is to get knits or, or, or to house knits, I suppose I should say, and give knits yeah. a, a habitat, a, play, a place to live, which is, I think, quite selfless and very kind. Yeah. W- would it be good that, you know, knowing when this meeting's coming around, maybe to, I don't know, put them on a roller skate or... Yes, drop the, them on off. the train? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a much nicer thing to do, actually, because I think, you know, whenever any- anyone gets knits, they're like, oh, no, I have to get rid of these knits. But they're not like... I know I'll be nice and take them to their meeting that they keep missing. Yeah, maybe that's what we all need to do. You're right. Yeah, we, we give it a hard time, and maybe we need to be a bit thoughtful about uh, about it. Um, well, well, thank you, Katie. I mean that that was that, that incredible answers, incredible answers to some very powerful questions. Um, yes, excellent questions from Cat. Really excellent questions from Cat and her upside down Cat. Uh, um, and yeah, thank you. And I, I hope I hope Kat is happy with those answers, uh, particularly the sheep one. As I said, it was a very specific question. You answered very specifically about what she needed, and I, and I, I assume that's enough. Um, but wow, well, thank you, Katie. And have you got a lot going on for the rest of uh, your life, um, or, or sort of decade, next decade? What have you What have you got going on? I've got. Um, I'm going to be making some more films. Um, mm. I've started. Uh, of uh, another short film we've had to halt production because um we ran into some trouble because uh you know I, you know there's been this whole backlash with the cacti oh, and um they said that i was throwing cacti onto um an endangered uh river conservation area oh. uh which is which is actually nonsense and we are going to fight it but for now production has shut down on that 
so I will hopefully uh, get through that red tape and uh, liberate um, the cacti into um, a nice uh, bog. That sounds lovely. That sounds lovely. And also, I think there's nothing more that bog animals would like. I don't. I'm just guessing there's sort of bog animal trolls. I don't really know what lives in a bog Tro- trolls. Yeah, like there goblins. are some trolls actually, yeah. and they're endangered apparently. But um, you know, they looked they looked fine. So they well, hey, if, I don't know what they're endangered by, but it's not going to get nearer to them if it has to cross a lot of c- cacti cactus cactus seasons. Yeah, first. I think it's doing them a favour. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, very best of luck with it, and, and thank you again uh, for for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. This has been a treat. You see a super ugly medieval baby. Thanks so, so much to Katie Wilkins for taking time out of freeing all of those cacti. Cacti? Cactususes. Uh, to instead answer cats or a cat's very important questions. Uh, and cat, I do hope you liked your answer, but if not, please give any complaints that you have to a nit and they'll take so long passing them on to me that I will likely never, ever see it. Uh, As well as being a very top expert for Radio Nonsense, Katie is also an absolutely brilliant children's author and has written several hilarious kids' novels. Uh, There's You're Not the Boss of Me, uh, The Weird Friends Fan Club, uh, When Good Geeks Go Bad, and even more, and they're all for 9- to 12-year-olds, and they are available wherever you like getting books from, or even some places you don't like getting books from. Uh, Katie's latest book is going to be out next year, and it is called Cafe Chaos, My Family is Not a Piece of Cake. And here is a little bit of blurb all about it. Running a bustling cafe is Hope's family dream. It's just not hers. Hope has a lot on her plate starting secondary school, but a surprise side dish of outrageous auntie makes things extra spicy. While dad and gran battle it out in the kitchen, mum tries to balance the books while serving quiche to hordes of hungry pensioners. Meanwhile, Hope's dramatic sister Stacy is determined to turn all of life into a stage and her wishes-he-was-on-Wall-street cousin, Connor, decides to buy novelty costumes to advertise the business. And then Auntie Rita rocks up. Café Crumble is tipping straight into Café Chaos. Luckily for her family, Hope is there to save the day, though ideally this wouldn't involve dressing up as a giant ice cream and dancing outside the school gates. You'll laugh a lot, you'll cry with even more laughter, you'll develop a strange yearning for caroons, whatever they are. Welcome to Café Chaos. Doesn't that sound brilliant fun? It, I think it sounds amazing. I can't wait to read it. Um, and it will be available for pre-order very, very soon. So keep your eyes peeled, um, as in uh, open, not actually peeled. That would be disgusting. Um, so that is Café Chaos by Catherine Wilkins. Um, and I've popped links to all of those things in the podcast blurb for this episode too. And don't forget, if you have a question that you need to have answered, then do get your ancient groggy curmudgeons, sorry, I mean grown-ups, to help you email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And if you have questions for the Christmas special this year, make sure you send them in by December the 15th, otherwise they won't uh, get to me in time to do the recording for that show. Um, And those same grown-ups can support this show by signing up to the advert-free Linda edition on Apple Podcasts, Acast Plus or Patreon. Uh, Also, don't forget to check out our live shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and our t-shirts and book at comedyclubforkids.store okay uh, while you were listening to all that i carried on looking through the radio nonsense records and i found this Twas when deciding which ages the radio nonsense could be for the tenant did think it shall be suitable for all ages from to 
and all the many things that doth happen in between both of thee. But upon such a decision, a group of a hundred-year-olds did driveth up on their scooters and BMX bikes, and did shout rude and horrid words at Tiernan, such as, Oi, bumface, hey, you noodle-legs, and where's my supermarket receipt? When Tiernan didst ask why such horrids was being yelled at it, the hundred-year-olds said it, We have letters from the royalty kings and queens because we is one hundred, and so that means you should do radio nonsense just for us and no one else, especially no one who is younger than twelve or anyone who is a broccoli in sunglasses. Now, Tennant does not care for the broccoli and sunglasses listeners. They was the worstest. But he wanted radio nonsense to be for all, and shall not have been bullied by these hundred-year-olds with their fancy letters from Kingsleth and Queensleth. So he did sayeth, I shall ban hundred-year-olds from this podcast, and then everyone else can listen without fear. And the hundred-year-olds did boo and blow raspberries, and one even trod on Tiernan's newest shoes, and one did throw an old sock at his face. Well, this is war which we know about, because we are one hundred, and so have been in loads of those, and even started some ourselves, they did say, and then they rode away. And thus was thus, and this is this, and this was thus, and this was this, and this, and thus, and that was this. So there you go, uh, the real history behind that rule. And frankly, if those 100-year-olds just behave themselves a little bit like 99-year-olds or 101-year-olds do, because 101-year-olds, uh, I don't know if you know, is very good at sitting on the carpet and listening. You just ask anyone, they always get gold stars. Um, so maybe then I would let the 100-year-olds listen. But B, your great-grandma sounds OK, so I'll give her a special pass unless she passes it round to other 100-year-olds and they listen, um, which she might do because 100-year-olds are sneaky like that. But if that happens, I will take away her special pass what was that a stinky slipper has been chucked through the window and it has a note attached remember this is war we're telling you because we'd forgotten ourselves and only just remembered so thought you might need reminding too you'll see though once we get back from our lovely cruise in the mediterranean that will last at least six years Oh, well, by that time, there'll be 106 so they can listen to the podcast. So a war seems a bit silly, you know, like it always does. Oh, such pests. Anyway, I hope you're all satisfied with that. And I think the rule is actually very fair. So all that's left for me to say is. And it was then that the tenon of the comedy club, ye kids, did say the podcast had finished. And so it was only just that it was said that it was yelled that. Bye. You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! It's the end.